Namaste and welcome to the Wednesday 10 p.m. show. And today we are going to talk about the southern part of India and something is happening there. And we'll find out what is happening there. And of course, we have Sri Vibhuti Jha as always on the show. And today we have Sri Ayar. How are you, Sri? Namaskar to you, Sanjay Ji, Vibhuta, Vibhuti Ji. I am doing very well. Thank you for inviting me to your platform. You guys are amazingly growing right now. I mean, uh, hats off to you. Kuch to aapne masala dhonda hai, jo bohati uh, extremely hum, well. Masala dosa uh, from the south. <laughs> dosa hai, dosa hai. Or as the saying goes, abhi to party shuru hui hai. Abhi to party shuru hui hai. Northern India, yeah, so... southern India. Joining so, hands, so, we, will Southern remove, India. we will remove every non-Indian from here. <laughs> yes, yes. So what's happening over there? I believe there is a big churn going on. And uh, this uh, gentleman called Anamalai is uh, really making things happen. Absolutely. Uh, is, is, it, is, it, is it hype or uh, there is something to it? You know, um, the you have to understand, first of all, what hap- what's happening in Tamil Nadu. Tamil Nadu uh, and perhaps to a certain extent Andhra and Karnataka and uh, Kerala, but Tamil Nadu is absolute. The entire movie industry is in the grip of DMK. The entire media, print as well as TV, is in the grip of DMK. I mean, they they completely set the narrative and they rule the roost. This is how they came to power in 2019. If you remember, sir, with the exception of O Panir Selvam's son. They got all the Lok Sabha seat, that coalition with, with, with Congress. They completely got it. And, and then after that, somebody, I believe the son-in-law of M.K. Stalin, got the brainwave that they should involve Prashant Kishore in the 2021 state assembly elections. And Prashant Kishore went to work. Uh, one of his uh, SOPs is to try and find every uh, you know friction point in every constituency and then try to create a way to optimize that or maximize that to your advantage. So this is how that happened. And uh, DMK won, you know, they consistently won across the state with slim margins, which is amazing. They, they got, I think, 33%. And I think uh, uh, ADMK got 32 or 31%. There was that close. Yet, if you look at the final result, these guys had a huge mandate, 133 or 137 out of 234. So amazing mandate for them. Now, what had happened was Annamalai had contested in his native constituency from where he belongs and he lost. But what happened after that is something that is just simply miraculous. Why I say this is because this is one of the most religious states, uh, Sanjayji and Vibhutiji. You have to come and see it, really. I mean, Sometimes you'll have a Ganesha statue in every house in a street. They'll do puja in the morning. Their day starts with, you know, we say Sri Ganesh Kiya Jai. So that's how they are. It is such a religious state. And yet, two irreligious uh, parties, ADMK and DMK, were ruling the roost for so many years. To be able to change the narrative, in fact, in a very short time, 
Anamalai not only changed the narrative, but he also set the narrative going forward. And now what is happening is the DMK is seeing that they are completely out of touch. They are not able to pull the narrative back in their side. Remember, all this he did without the help of mainstream media. It's all based on YouTube channels and the fact that he goes and connects with people at a one-on-one level. He's one of the more genuine candidates as I have seen, as a uh, as genuine as you know somebody like your next door neighbor who you have known for a long time. That vibes he gives out. And I have to tell you a little bit about his story. Now, uh, any, any questions thus far, Sanjay ji? No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, please carry on. We are so, at ease. Uh, <laughs> Annamalai in a previous life was an IPS officer. He was from the Karnataka cadre and he, was, he has been well known as the Singam of wherever he goes. I think the last posting that he had was Singam of uh, Mangaluru and he has, uh, he has really earned the trust of the, poli- uh, the people and the police. And he brought about some amazing reforms in, in even as he was working as an IPS officer. For instance, he felt that the constabulary, the constables and below, they were overworked and he got a mandatory system that made them take a day off in a week. Meaning these people are working practically 24 by 7. So he said no. He, he computerized the program. The guy got the, the, the day off automatically and he took that thing. So there are lots of such small reforms that he came, he ushered in, in while he was an IPS officer. Then what is supposed to have happened is, what is believed to have happened is, he wanted to kind of go into a discovery mode. Who am I? What am I on earth for? I mean, many of us get these questions asked of us. You know, you and I, perhaps, we got that when we retired and we decided that I shall now have my own online channel or I shall be a writer, I shall be an intellectual, whatever. This man at the age of 30... I, I, I started well before retiring. Okay, all right. <laughs> and and, and Anamalai, at the very young age of 34 or 35, he took a trip to Mount Kailash. And, and he says that trip changed him. He came back. I don't know if he contacted BJP at that point or not, but he quit his job. And, and then he got into politics. His first foray as a politician was to contest the 2021 elections, which he lost. But... The sincerity came through. I'll give you an example. In his constituency, there was a Muslim organization, some Jamaat, that passed an order that for a particular area, which was mostly uh, Islamist locate, where mostly Muslims live, that this man can't even come and campaign. And, and, And he took them on. He took them on. He said, look, you want to argue Quran with me? Send me your best expert. I not only know Quran, I know Hadith, I know Surah, I know everything there is to know. Let us see who wins. And that kind of scared them. And also this was giving him a lot of uh, publicity. So they withdrew that order. But okay. they made okay. sure... Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sir. Yes, yes, please continue. No, they made sure that nobody voted for him. That is why he lost. I mean, if you look at some of the booths in that area, uh, if there were 705 votes cast, there were five cast for Anamale. It was that bad at start. And when he asked some of his supporters, because many used to come and talk to him one-on-one and say, we will vote for you. And then after the election day, when he asked them, what, what happened? Why did you not vote for me? He said, sir, 
this booth information is so closely followed that if any of us voted, then we'll be singled out and the punishment is very severe. So what happens is when you go through counting, uh, Sanjay ji, you may know this better, that you get booth-wise distribution of votes. I know that's and a huge problem and we have been uh, uh, telling that uh, we should have a totalizer. But right. That totalizer thing has been pending because even the BJP doesn't want it. You know, it makes them easier. It makes it easier for them to uh, target the uh, target the booths. It makes it easier for everybody to target the booth. So they are not interested. Sessions had started this. This mixing of ballot papers was started by mm. session. Mm. But um, once these electronic voting machines came, then they had to do it booth-wise. But then uh, the election commission proposed a totalizer and they got a totalizer that could total 32 machines uh, at one time. But uh, that requires amendments in the laws that the governments are not willing to do. Neither Congress wanted to do it, nor does the BJP want. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the polity in Tamil Nadu is one of those very difficult to understand. Every DMK politician, every ADMK politician is a great believer in astrology, numerology, anyology you can think of. They will, they will look 10 times to see the right time to go and submit their nomination papers. They'll always go to anything with double check time. Only then they'll go and take it. Yet in public, in public utterances, they will say we are following Periyar who was an atheist. And then they say we use what is called as this is Periyar's land. All sorts of phony baloney. I can, uh, I can tell you that because these people are totally hypocritical. They're totally opposite, including Mr. Stalin. Stalin, when somebody came and put Vibhuti on his forehead after doing puja in front of a temple, he just wipes it off right in front of uh, people's view. And the reason is they have done the math, sir. They, they figure they have 10% Christian vote, 10% Muslim vote. That is 20%. They need 33% to win. The other 13%, they are going to scrounge here and there. They'll, they'll figure out some way to get that thing. This is exactly the math they have done. And in exchange for that, see how things are playing out in Tamil Nadu. The, the, the entire government appears to be controlled by Christian lobby. And now suddenly the work board has started laying claims to a lot of properties and they can't produce proper proof. And they cite the 1995 fact. And now you're also seeing this play out in many, uh, uh, many states. Delhi, for example, UP, everybody's suddenly jumping up and down about this. So what I'm trying to say is DMK is completely beholden to these two religious groups because they, they keep reminding him this is, these are the exact words used by a guy called George Ponaya. I know. So there are some very sleazy videos going around. Yes, yes. So about so, George Ponaya. Very yeah, sleazy. Absolutely. Somebody sent that it to me. Is, I can't, I can't a... use it. <laughs> <laughs> so so the, the, this this government is so so uh, you know it has four or five um, factions. And I'll tell you why. Stalin is not doing very well health-wise. He has a health problem. He is expected to leave for a three to four month uh, leave of absence. And in that time, he can't just run it from wherever he is. He's going to have to appoint an interim CM. 
the candidates are his son, his son-in-law, and his wife. Guess who's going to win this? <laughs> well, uh, it depends on uh, who these people are following. If somebody is a good and astute follower of Chandra Babu, then I, th- I think son-in-law will win. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so so th- th- this is the dilemma in front of him. And, and it is expected that he'll leave next month. And so what is happening now is all these factions are now trying to you know, strengthen their bases by trying to say that I am more Dravida than all of you and so on and so forth. So some outrageous statements, including from the former communications minister, Mr. A. Raja, just, just you know, boggles, mind-boggling why somebody who has occupied such important positions, in fact, you can see him chairing some parliamentary proceedings. The parliamentarian should act against him. That's not the way you talk. It was completely divisive and it was very abhorrent what he said. So anyway, so th- that is the one side. Now you go and ask the voter, Hare, you go to temple every day, you put vibhuti, you go to the pilgrimage places, you know when, which which deity has to be, you know, considered special. unke abhishek hota hai, DMK ko vote karte hai? You know what the logic they give? That is different, this is different. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, but for the first time, even under the worst regime of Mr. Karunanidhi, they did not, uh, you know, destroy temples the way this government is doing. And I think that this is going to be this government's undoing. And then amidst all this, Annamalai came. And, and I think for once, the, D, uh, the BJP center did a good thing. They appointed a very clean guy and told him, here are the keys to the state. You take out whoever you want. You appoint whoever you want. I want to make a clean administration. And Annamalai has gone about setting his house in order. He is very articulate. And some of his press conferences, Sanjayji, Vibhutiji, people ask rocket science questions at him, not about the topic he talks about. And he is able to still answer that. The guy has information on his fingertips. Very, very impressive. I'm telling you, this man is cut out for larger things than just being the chief minister of Tamil Nadu. At one point, I wouldn't be surprised if he occupies the highest position in the land. That's how much I've seen. I've seen a lot of his videos. The sincerity comes through. And, and he is extremely polite. Even on the guy who is, you know, uh, MCBCing him, he's always saying, you know, bade bhai, chote bhai, whatever it is. You know, he's, he's always courteous, very courteous. Only recently, when DMK started really going after them with, uh, um, you know, bad language, some of them have started giving it back to them. And then suddenly those guys are saying, how come you are also using our language? He said, why? We are not supposed to use it. That's how we'll make you shut up. And so this, this is the thing. DMK is getting into a lot of these kinds of problems where they are unable to see the, the, the turn off, what of the heat that Annamale's statements are doing. He's very quickly onto many of the land scams that these guys are doing, not just land scams. Also, there's a electricity scam. There is any DMK has, in my opinion, done PhD in how to, uh, you know, perform corruption. Uh, if you remember Sarkaria Commission, he said, this is the most scientific form of corruption that I've ever seen in my life when he was uh, investigating DMK in the 70s. So, these guys are com- 
completely out for themselves. They will do whatever it takes to steal some money. And in that scenario, he has come in and he's making a huge difference. On the uh, Recently, I saw him preside over a book by a noted scientist called Gautam Desiraju. The name of the book is Bharat 2.0. All he's saying, uh, Gautam, in that is that he says our constitution needs to change. And he has a lot of changes. And then one of the things that makes a lot of sense to me is that he said India needs to be created as 75 states. And all these 75 states should have more or less the same population. And you have to use other reasons than what it is today, linguistic reason to make these states. Anyway, these may not happen. But he was at that book function. And you know what he said? He, he went into his theistic side. He said, do you know how a sculptor sculpts a, uh, a statue so smoothly that perhaps uh, only a lathe machine can do it today? Today there is lathe machines. These guys did it a thousand years ago. How did they do it? See, explain the process of what a sculptor takes before he starts working on the stone. I mean, there are only single stones, sir. If you got one mistake, the entire edifice has to be thrown away. So what he says was that the sculptor whose turn it is to work, he goes through some sort of a, a deep uh, nishta. For five days, that person doesn't eat. No food. No food at all. As you stop starving, if, as you start starving yourself, each day you find a new version of yourself. And at the fifth day, you have completely become egoless. You have become, you know, uh, you've, you've completely let go of all your other worldly needs and thoughts. And you have that ekagrata, the focus, the concentration to take up the sculpting. And then they start working on sculpture. I, I have done a lot of work. I do a lot of, uh, you know, uh, hangouts with people who are experts in all these arts. Nobody has explained to me how the 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 sculptures, the the, stup, the carvings are so smooth. And it is because of this kind of, you know, self-examination, self-cleansing process. And he talked about that. And, and he's also a practicing Shabarimala devotee. Because in, in, in Tamil Nadu, you have to walk a very fine line. If you say totally pro-Hindutva, that can also counter, uh, be, uh, that can also be counterproductive. So he is saying that I am a Hindu, I am religious. At the same time, he is still being able to talk the language of the DMK, the ADMK and hit them back in the same language. So these are some of the main characteristics and attributes that I've seen of him. And, and he seems to me that, uh, you know, to be really genuine. And he's also gone about it the right way. I'll tell you what the right way, in my opinion, is. If you want to really become serious in a place like Tamil Nadu, where their electioneering is a very evolved form, you have to have a BJP person manning every booth. And that BJP person shouldn't be imported from some other place. He has to live in that particular street for which that booth is there. He needs to know every person in every house in that particular block. Are they genuine? If not, are they coming in from somewhere to vote? Because they should be able to stop them at the time of voting. Every election in Tamil Nadu is decided by a very, very thin margin. <clears throat> so in such a case, you have to be able to get these things right. And he has been going about doing that. He's not, he's not trying to bring in ADMK Carter. He's not trying to bring in DMK Carter to try and say, okay, now I have all these people who will be my booth people. 
he is doing it on his own he's trying to build it from within and and uh, 65% of tamil nadu is i think less than 25 or something like that very young population so he is able to appeal to them and and i believe that um, modi and amit shah really scored a winner it will take some time for the results to show but the right start has been made that sounds amazing it looks like we'll have to start learning tamil very soon because uh, we would like to <laughs> understand what he's saying because uh, all his videos are in tamil bhuti ji hi this is this is a fabulous uh, explanation that you gave about tamil politics but i i draw a, an inquiry with you from what you said and uh, one of the things is that tamil nadu politics is like for example stalin is choosing between his wife son and son in law this falls into the family limited partnership agenda like lalu yadav had between him tejashvi and his wife rabri so it this is or or shivsena in mumbai do i see a clear vacuum happening because of the absence of ai dmk leadership crisis stalin being what it is dmk being what it is and there are no more mgr and shivaji ganeshan type of actors who have had their own pull so tamil nadu politics has been very strongly dominated by movie industry and the political leadership of the kind dmk you know the dravid part of it where is the, is anamalai filling up the vacuum is the timing perfect for a new horizon to be visible well the timing is right the challenge for him would be like what i said at the booth level how much of mobilization the bjp cadre is able to do and and try to convince some of the voters many will be first time voters vibhuti ji first time voters yeah, yeah. people who did not like dmk used to go and vote for admk that is how it was and and uh, with with stalin getting weaker by the day the next time around when elections come it will be completely new leadership in dmk and eps uh, may be okay but he's not in the same charismatic category as anamalai i think anamalai has really got something going for him and and these guys are uh, dmk are trying to project udayanidhi stalin stalin's son as a successor and and that guy i mean i don't think he'll last more than 2 minutes on a debate anamalai is very deep he is he knows his stuff and you have to be able to do this thing because some people are some of us are blessed with photographic memory vibhuti ji i'm mm. sure we have, you've seen this they'll read something once and they'll know exactly what line what he is that kind of a person is amazing in terms of being able to absorb so much material and be able to recollect that without errors so some something like that is difficult to uh, match however this is not the it gives you the entry point that's why i say he's charismatic now from taking that charisma and converting it into votes and to seats and to power it's going to take quite a bit of work i think he's cut out for it he's he lives a very spartan life and uh, it it is just how much the populace believes in him and and the the way dmk has been going about i don't know if you two have been following it recently uh, 75 people gathered in the kapaleshwara temple in uh, chennai to talk about increasing engagement of normal people to with with temples in other words we don't just go to temple on a friday or a thursday or a saturday or a day just pray for 5 minutes and go away why don't we start having maybe some of our hangouts there when we meet our friends why don't you meet at the temple you pray afterwards you're supposed to sit for a few minutes and reflect 
then you do it. So these kinds of ideas were being floated around. And guess what the DMK government is doing? It is going to be sending them all FIR, saying that this is illegal <laughs> assembly. I said, great. This is this is great. If that the, if that becomes a point of resistance then. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, if it, if it happens, then somebody can go to the court and cite this particular verdict and say nobody should be sitting on the roads on Fridays. Nobody should be assembling on Sundays in churches. Well, it's the same thing. So anyway, so these kinds of, you know, um, uh, I, I don't know, bone numbing decisions are coming down the DMK government's uh, uh, pipe. And, and this is only going to make people even more uh, resolute to not vote for these people. So anyway, we have to wait and see. And in fact, one of the people in that is MR Venkatesh. The other one is Uma Anandan, who's the lone BJP corporator in Chennai. Chennai. By the yes, way, Sanjayji, you know, you'll be surprised, I, I, you know. I've interviewed her a couple of times, yes. Oh, wonderful, wonderful lady, sir. Wonderful lady. Now, you, you will be surprised to know, Sanjayji, I don't know, you probably already know this. In the municipal elections, BJP came second, 31% of the vote. So ADMK is completely gone in at least in, in some areas in Chennai. So so there is hope for Annamale. But 31% doesn't... I your hope coming from these, uh, you know, sometimes the decisions taken by political parties are totally foolish and it benumbs your mind and it, it kind of creates an awareness. So now people, Hindu mind awakens a little late, slowly and because of this constant destruction of temples that is happening in Tamil Nadu, where I have been. I have been to Tamil Nadu, Chennai many times. I have traveled in many parts of Chennai as well, uh, Tamil Nadu as well. And the temple architecture is just about divine. So when you begin to threaten the temple architecture and temples who do nothing to you, regardless of whatever your belief is, there is a resistance building up. And the second part also is, is that uh, the 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 work of a board in incident, that 1995 amendment, which has virtually declared the whole country at the mercy of some goons, the Congress party needs to be treated as a traitor. And people are now feeling ashamed of that in the entire scenario. Who let this happen? And why nobody is suing the parties and nobody is arising against that? So how did that happen? How did those MPs and MLAs allow the whole thing to happen? And nobody was educated about it. It emerges silently. I think that is a very strong resistance point everywhere in the country today. That this is the this is the highest highest injury done to the community that you and I belong to. Your thoughts on that? Um, I I don't uh, I didn't uh, follow the India's India's politics in 1995 that closely. I was chasing my career and dreams yeah, yeah. and so on. Sanjay ji, aapko pata hai kya hua? why did P.V. Narsimarao draft this Vakf Board bill? Was it just to shore up the minority vote? Oh, well, it was some kind of a quid pro quo for uh, uh, keeping the mullahs in check in return for uh, not uh, making things difficult for him uh, after the, after the uh, Babri mosque demolition. Hmm. So country ko hi de diya wapas unko. And they did uh, not just one. Uh, this, is, this is not the only one they did. They, they, they brought in the minorities commission. Yeah. 
that was uh, before the <laughs> immediately before the demolition before that they brought in the places of worship act that was in 1991 then in 1993 they brought in that ayodhya act acquisition of certain areas uh, ayodhya acquisition of certain areas act that was 1993 then they did this waqf act 1995 but lo and behold they did it With the support of BJP. Yes, yes, yes. That's nineteen ninety-five. That that is stunner, isn't it? And yeah. and the two thousand thirteen amendment. They are both with the help of the BJP. So that just shows how much RSS and BJP understand Islam. DNA same, है ना सब? DNA same है. DNA same है. और अभी तो आवर ग्रेट सर संग चालक जी इस मीटिंग मुस्लिम इंटेलेक्चुअल्स इंक्लूडिंग फॉर्मर वाइस चांसलर ऑफ द एएमयू एएमयू व्हिच एक्चुअली द द आई शुड से द एपिसेंटर ऑफ वीवी सेक्शन ऑफ इंडिया एल्डर ब्रदर ऑफ नसरुद्दीन शाह यस ही इज बीइंग इंप्लिकेटेड इन अ लॉट ऑफ करप्शन स्कैंडल्स आल्सो सो व्हाट बकरा और एडिया ये एक साथ रहेंगे डीएनए एक है Uh, throw in the questions please and you can do it through super chat you can do it through whatsapp and also reminding everybody that the annual event our annual summit jaipur dialogues is on 5th and 6th november and it is in jaipur hotel clarks amir and the registrations are open all of you can register yourself to attend seats are limited so let me warn you all and uh, going back to anamalai as you said that uh, uh, tamil nadu is a very deeply spiritual country i went to a retreat in velagiri coimbatore sadguru and uh, uh, whatever little interaction i had in that period i did realize that uh, it's a very very deeply spiritual oriented place uh, but somehow as you said <laughs> the connect was not there uh, will anamalai be able to bring in a situation where the efflorescence actually culminates into a situation where they are able to see through the designs of this these dravidian parties i think he has a reasonably good chance anjay ji what we have to see is next time the local elections come around how successful is bjp say at panchayat level elections or you know municipal council elections things of that nature because that will tell you that their booth strength is for real that somebody who has been appointed as their booth representative is actually brought in because 
you know, do, do you know how DMK won uh, the ADMK bastion of Coimbatore in the recently concluded local elections? Did I tell you about that story? No. So this was, I think, four, five, six months ago. And um, EPS, whose forte, his citadel is the Coimbatore area. It's also called Kongunadu. And he swept. He won almost every seat here. And then Mr. Stalin gives his uh, 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 Sancho Pancho, Panches the verdict. His name is uh, Sendil Balaji. He says, whatever it takes, you have to get the Coimbatore completely for DMK. And they figured out a way to defeat uh, BJP and ADMK in this Mohalla. You know how they did it? What they did was the election time was up to 5 o'clock. Everybody voted. And then from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., it was supposed to be only for those who have been affected by COVID. So the crowd was supposed to be less. <laughs> what these guys did was after 5 o'clock, they turned off all the CCTVs in the polling booth. Nobody could see what was going on. And they had exactly, they knew exactly who had not come to vote. And with the full connivance of the state election officials, everybody voted DMK. Yeah, but that's not possible in a assembly election or in a Lok Sabha election. Yes, you could yes. do that in a local election because that is state election. Uh, correct, correct, correct. Is your, your man, your nominated man, but you can't handle the election commission of India. So that uh, may be a temporary victory uh, at best. Now, which is why I said that once he start, once BJP starts winning at the panchayat level and the lower levels, that's when you know that these guys also know how to counter these games. Right. That, that, that is a challenge. That is a challenge. But uh, I even if it's not in 2026, I think BJP is going to start making its presence felt. You can see what is happening in Telangana. Telangana was not expected to net a lot of seats for BJP. In fact, they were thinking one or two. Because Sikandrabad, which is the main city, uh, has always been a BJP stronghold. They thought they'll win there, but they won four seats in 2019. And now they think that they can win even more. And, and this happened because there was a groundswell of uh, um, you know work that has been done by BJP Karyakartas. When the National Executive Committee meeting took place in Hyderabad recently, I think two, three months ago, there were 30,000 people who were picked five from each booth. They had figured out how many booths were there. And this is for Telangana. And five representatives came from each booth to be part of that uh, National Executive Council meeting. So they have done that homework. I'm not sure how much of that has been done in Tamil Nadu. If they do that, and then again, again, genuine people, there is a very good chance because the people want to vote something different. That's the key. And that part is also because the, there is a vacuum. There is a vacuum yes. of leadership. Movie leadership, because there, I do not know the leadership in the movie industry. Anybody replacing MGR, Shivaji Ganeshan or the stature, Rajni Kant aside, or Kamal Hassan being what it is. The, the, you know, Kamal Hassan is, of course, a joke, whatever it is. This brings to a very theoretical question that I have. You know, we do a lot of work on leadership. And uh, we talk about this element that leadership is charisma and all those things are characteristics, there are adjectives. But we define leadership 
as somebody who gives a defined and definitive course of action. That is a hallmark of every successful leader. If you go behind understanding what I'm witnessing about Anamalai, Mr. Anamalai, is that he's taking that course of action. Is that sustainable in a highly emotionally charged environment in Tamil Nadu? That I want to you understand know, the leadership perspective. That's a very good question, Vibhuti ji, because I don't see Annamalai standing up for every Hindu cause. He doesn't stand up for every Hindu cause. He's calibrating very carefully. I'll give you an example, sir. The DMK spokesperson was quoting Periyar, who in a speech in 1973 is supposed to have said that all the Brahmins in TN should be ethnically, ethnically cleansed. <laughs> Euphemism for be killed. Right. In, in the 70s, perhaps there were 3% of the population which was Brahmin. Today, it is probably hovering around 1%. And this DMK spokesperson says that. And till today, not a single D, uh, a BJP politician of Tamil Nadu has said anything against that. It's I who said that, you know, there are two Tambrams in the cabinet at the highest level, Sitaraman and uh, Jayashankar. Even they don't open their mouth. Shame on you. Yeah, you are a minister first. But for someone to blatantly come and say that all Brahmins shall be killed in Tamil Nadu, that to a party state spokesperson, that is crossing a line, sir. And, and BJP did not say anything. They are yet to say anything. If somebody watches from Tamil Nadu BJP, let them know. It's not that the Brahmins of Tamil Nadu need their help. What I'm trying to say is they are also carefully calibrating everything, when to push, when to stay back. So I don't know if this is a good strategy or not. Many again say that when these two parties are so anti-Hindu and anti-theism, why don't you make that your plank? Isn't it easier to win a vote? And Namali hasn't done that. So again, see, these are all questions that we can only ask. And after one cycle of elections, only then we can say, well, this was the right approach or not. I hope I answered your question, sir. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's perfectly absolutely. fine because that it's very important to be able to maintain a consistency of stand. And I totally agree with you that when you are so anti-Hindu and anti-Vedic philosophy as well, and you call Vedic philosophy as a superstition, that is the that was the plank these people took. That needs to be <laughs> the, the superstition and Abrahamic religions are all exactly. <laughs> they come from God directly. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what my question is: that how does the element of Sri Lankan politics and the Christian conversion in Tamil Nadu conflate conflict with the entire agenda going forward, which is a very opportune time to correct those scenarios? So what is happening is, remember I told you the math, 10%, 10% is 20%. They are looking for the remaining 15 to 20%. And what has been happening is specific sections of the Hindu society, um, scheduled tribes, scheduled castes, these are the ones that the, uh, the Christian lobby is actively uh, trying to court and try to convert them. In fact, there is uh, one district called Kanyakumari, the, the bottom district in India, that is about 55% Christian now, 55%. Right. And, and along the coastal Tamil Nadu, there's rampant Christianity. Almost all fishermen are Christians, fishermen and women. The families are Christian. So there is a problem. The, the challenge is, will they be able to do this thing in the time between now and the next election? 
And if they get that 35%, everybody wants to go after that. There are some other smaller uh, parties who are also wooing the same vote. Because they, they, there is now the church community, the, the genuine Christian, that is what I'm saying is those who have been Christians for decades, for generations, they are now seeing control of the churches is being taken out of their hands and it is moving into many of the converted Christian groups. And those guys have a different agenda. Jesus is just a path to power. That's how they see it. So these are all frictions that are happening. When will they say enough is enough? We're not going to vote your way. We're going to vote for Modi ji or somebody who is pro-India. See, that's the other thing. These people keep trying to, you know, make it look like Tamil is an old language. Again, I want to say on this particular uh, hangout, and we talked about this, Sanjay ji, in a previous podcast also. Unless the... Tamil-speaking people find a new script, not the one that is existing, that predates this by several years and say that that existed. Only then you can claim that Tamil is an oldest language in the world. Anything, you can claim anything you want, but it has to be backed by proof. Until that, yes, you can say it is one of the oldest the languages. beauty is that in Tamil Nadu, they say that they would not permit Hindi, they do not like Sanskrit, but they happily espouse Urdu. <laughs> I mean, all I can say is they're, they're just uh, very hypocritical. They'll do all part puja, but outside they will not, uh, you know, show it. The finance minister skipped a uh, GST meeting, citing that they had Valagapu uh, means, you know, that uh, seventh month of pregnancy hmm. so he had to go for that function so he he skipped the GSC meeting that was his bahana wow very well very so, well so, so you, you have some namunas <laughs> <laughs> we can probably go to the questions now unless Vivuji yeah. has something else to ask now I just wanted to make a comment when he talked about Kanyakumari I have been there twice and the first visit was very pleasant went to the Vivekananda Memorial, registered there. And they still date, it's about 15, 20 years ago, till date I received birthday greetings from Vivekananda Memorial in time. The second time I went, I was very uncomfortable. As Sriji pointed out, I saw a complete transformation of the streets, street corners, restaurants, and places. I didn't feel that I'm in a Hindu area. And there was somewhere along the line, the attempt was to somewhere along the line eliminate Vivekananda Memorial as an event or, 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 a, or a place which we could be proud of. That bothered me. You know, I'm sharing with all the people because we need to become aware that, uh, you know, as the saying goes, Purva Paksha, your enemy knows what they are doing. We have been lulled into believing as a lotus eater or Satranjka Kiladi. We are still dreaming of Aman Kiyasha, which doesn't exist, truly speaking. So I would urge... Oh, no, we have to recognize all the Mullah Malanas and all these paiders, uh, they are all enemies of uh, Hindus and Hinduism. That's and right. they keep trying all kinds of antics all the time. Right. Uh, the, the quicker we assimilate that, the better it will be for us. Right. Because it is taught there. It is there in the scriptures. There's nothing yeah, yeah. that uh, you or me can do about it. Right. I mean, it's, it's just written there. So you, you can't really do anything about it. Okay, so I think time to go to the questions. 
audience questions before that please share the video like the video subscribe the channel and uh, of course please support the channel with your contributions you can see the the screen and uh, the links that you are seeing on the screens are all there in the description you can straight click at them and uh, go and support and i will also add here sanjay ji quickly uh, is that while you subscribe to jaipur dialogues also subscribe to jd usa we are part of the same family we are doing the same work and the focus is towards that so my pitch on that thank you very much